Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hi everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, truly appreciate it so much that you take the time to listen to what I feel called to speak about and chat about. And I'm really excited to get the interviews I've been working on out to you. So stay tuned for those. Hopefully you enjoy. I also today, it's very, it's very funny. Today I felt really, really called to speak about what and how we can stay centered and calm and grounded in very turbulent times, in moments in our lives, whether it's in our personal life or in the world around us, how to really stay true and tethered to yourself in those times. I have had some turbulent times in my personal life. My partner had an unexpected significant loss and on my side of the family, some unexpected health challenges that really shook up everything. And also in my friend's sphere and in the world at large. So there's been, for me, quite a bit of worry, quite a bit of grief, quite a bit of energy that I've had to really maintain the care that I give myself to those grounding practices that I'm always speaking about. But to focus on them and make them a priority. I wasn't sure if I even was going to record a podcast for this week because I have um, been focused on a lot more and focusing my energy on a, a lot more than kind of creating. I haven't felt like I had a lot to offer. And I'm sorry if I'm being vague, but the specifics don't really feel necessary right now. I feel like if I delve into specifically what I've been moving through and going through, it may just kind of confuse what I need and what hopefully I can offer to you too, because I did feel inspired today. And this is earlier in the week and I did. I felt inspired to really talk about how we can take care of ourselves. What happens in the turbulence of our lives as a plane goes overhead. And I will not um, re-record. I'll just let that plane go by. <laughs> and there are also quite a bit of people outside that even with the window closed, 
you may be able to hear them. So I am accepting all of that um, mini amount of chaos around at the moment. So I hope you can too. So right before I kind of hit record, I had set up all of my equipment and gotten comfortable. I record on my coffee table in my living room and I have one of those quite long, almost um, like surfboard shaped kind of 60s wooden coffee tables, a little bit lower. And one of the legs just gave out really quickly, like in a, in a split second, one of the legs gave out and everything fell off. And I had four candle holders. I didn't have any candles lit, luckily, but they all fell onto the carpet, but I have the hardwood. So the carpet doesn't cushion the fall too much. So two of the candle holders broke and so there was glass and kind of candle stuff all over the carpet and my microphone fell. Everything fell. My computer didn't, which was nice. And I had to laugh. I had to laugh because it was such an example of staying calm and staying centered and staying kind of grounded in reality when things are shaken up. Because even though today I was surprised that I thought, okay, you know what? Actually, yeah, I do want to record something, put something out for your ears today for this week. Because I really thought, well, you know, I may just take this week off. I'm pretty mentally and emotionally tired, and I think it's important to practice what I say, where if you feel like you need to rest, you need to rest. But today I didn't. I felt like, okay, I can do this. And I was going back and forth a little bit, and then when the table fell and the glasses broke, where the candle holders broke. Well, they're made of glass. Glass is broke. And I had to spend, you know, the last 25 minutes tidying up, cleaning it up, vacuuming. I have two cats, so little pieces of glass are not great for little paws, I would assume. So I really took my time cleaning. And if I hadn't felt grounded in that moment, I, I would have taken that as a sign to not do the podcast this week. I would have probably let that or used that moment of my table crashing down and things breaking <laughs> as a moment to, you know, unleash my emotions and to get really mad and frustrated. And there's nothing, there's nothing actually wrong with it or with that way. I don't, I don't think. But I know that I have acted that way so much in the past where I've kind of waited for a catalyst for something to happen, which would allow me to feel my feelings or to finally 
witness and look at, oh, wow, actually, I have been incredibly stressed out and I am not moving through whatever stress in my life I'm moving through. I'm not doing it in a healthy way. Because before, before I have learned and still learning what I've been learning about energy and our energy and being an empathic person and just a human being in this world before I really was aware of all of this, when unexpected things would happen, challenges, difficulties, problems, losses, the things that really shake up our lives, when those things would happen to me in my life, I would kind of flip into that crisis management role. So to immediately really try to be and try is the word. I would try to be the calm, centered, you know, level-headed, okay, what needs to be done? What can I do? Okay, really just focusing on one foot in front of the other and helping those around me and figuring out how to get through it, which is a really great way to be. But when I did it, for me personally, it would be more of a coping strategy. So instead of having to feel the enormity of my feelings to really embody the changes and understand what is happening around me and to me or in my life, I would kind of barrel through. And then on the other side of that, something would happen like a table leg would break or a big mess would happen or a, you know, a mini accident with my car or something that would be the, that straw, that last straw that would break and then finally allow me to feel what I had been through. That boiling point. And that is not a great place for me and my nervous system. And I suspect for you and your nervous system too. Because if you are a highly or very sensitive person or very empathic where you can feel and absorb other people's moods and energies, when you try to turn that off and just go into your mind and say, I'll deal with those feelings later, the compounding action of that, sometimes that boiling point can be more than we can bear. That's when panic attacks come. That's when, you know, they used to be called, and maybe they're still called this, nervous breakdowns. Your nervous system has had enough. It's working too hard so it literally breaks down it needs to rest so actually dealing with the feelings and the reality of your life during these kind of turbulent times that is a way to help your nervous system work in its best capacity or at its best capacity but how do we do that well, what I noticed for this time around, because I haven't had um, this much turbulence 
in a while. It's been a, it's been a minute where I feel very fortunate for, but, um, what I noticed is the things I've put into place helped me immensely. So my meditating every day, even if it was just for five minutes, even if it was just focusing on my breath. I also, over a year ago, started sweating every day, where I take Sundays off, but every day I carve out 30 minutes to sweat. And sometimes it's full cardio, sometimes it's strength training with a little bit of cardio. But just that daily releasing of my excess energy of releasing endorphins into my body of being able to kind of really burn out any excess adrenaline that can come with our worry and our anxiety. It's helped me in a huge way. And being able to have that in my life when I was going through the past couple of weeks, quite an emotional time, having that and still committing to it, still prioritizing it. That's where I was the most surprised in the change of adding these true practices into our lives. Because putting yourself first doesn't mean not ever considering anyone else. It's just taking care of ourselves so that we have the capacity to care for others. And that is a big difference from how I used to deal with it, where I would need to drop everything and become that crisis management problem solver. And one of the big facets of that would be I would literally drop everything. Nothing that I wanted to do or needed to do, nothing of mine was as important at all. Completely in a moment reprioritizing and shooing away anything that I, that was mine, that I was doing. But I didn't do it that way this time. I still still prioritize the things, the daily things that I do to make myself as grounded, to make myself feel as calm, to make myself feel as clear, to not be confused or, or maybe even in a space where I make rash decisions, really trying to maintain myself, which in the end and I'm still going through some of the things, but that means that for me, that I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry that in a month I'll look back and say, oh my God, why did I buy that boat? Not that I ever bought a boat, but as an example of something that I may have done in the past out of total emotional exhaustion, but not feeling my emotions. Another thing that I did this time that was a little bit different was I allowed myself to, you know, cry whenever and to not worry about why I was crying. 
not to worry about if I'm crying too much. I don't know if you've ever had that where I think a lot of times too, because I didn't cry for so much of my life, many times some people, and I, and this is how I was, I would be afraid that if I started crying, when would I stop? I didn't want to lose it. I mean, that's, that's a saying, that's a real societal thing. We don't want to lose it. But the only way to not lose it is to let things move the way they want to, not hold it in. When I used to hold it in and not know how to cry and not know how to feel my emotions or even what emotions I was feeling, I would cry once in a blue moon, but I would actually embarrass myself. Like I would be embarrassed that I was crying, even if I was alone. And they say embarrassment is, or I've heard, they meaning this is unknown where it comes from, <laughs> unknown to me. But they say embarrassment is when we take our mask off. And what is more authentic than actually feeling your feelings and letting your body respond in a natural way to your feelings, whether it be grief, sadness, frustration, exhaustion, overwhelm. There's tons of reasons why crying helps to relieve that stress in our body that we're holding. But it can feel hard to do if you're not used to it. So, and maybe you are really good at it, but if there's someone in your life that always apologizes for crying, maybe they don't feel like they are allowed to cry, so they really hold it in. One way that I used to think about it that made me feel more comfortable, more comfortable with it, is I would think of it just like sweating. That our bodies get overheated and it sweats to release the heat so that we don't die. And the same thing I feel is the same for crying. That it is like an emotional sweat. And that if we do hold in and not release those emotions, especially in those chaotic, really challenging, turbulent times, then they can be really a concern for our health, for everything on all levels of our being, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And that that's why I feel like the way to handle hard times, the way to get through the turbulence is to start taking care of yourself today. That's all that we really have control over. If we can prioritize taking care of all of those aspects, all those levels of our being in small ways, by resting when you need to rest, by saying no to the thing that you don't want to do or don't want to go to, by considering yourself every day. If you, if your body and your mind and everything else feels better when you sweat, just like I do, 
then that's something that needs to be a priority. Even if I don't feel like doing it, I know that it helps me immensely, but it only works if I continue to do it. It's like medicine. If there's medicine we need, usually we don't just get one dose. It's something we need to take more than once and sometimes every day. So treating ourselves, I guess what I'm really trying to say is remembering to treat ourselves the way we treat other people when we're helping them through a crisis. If we consider ourselves that same way, but every day, then we're prepared. It doesn't mean that things won't hurt. It doesn't mean that things won't feel out of control. But it does mean that we have the ability to remember where our feet are on the ground, to remember the reality of our situation, to remember that we will get through the things that life hands to us. And I love the word turbulence for the challenging and more chaotic times in our lives. Because turbulence, real turbulence, is not dangerous. I was just reading this article that a pilot wrote, and he was speaking to that turbulence is not dangerous. A very, very small percentage of it is, and it has to be extreme. That when we feel turbulence, it's just as if the plane was a car and it was on the rockiest road. So it's a bumpy ride. But the plane is not going to fall out of the air. When we're on a rocky road, usually we know we're not going to drive off the side of a cliff. It's just uncomfortable and not what we want. We want the smooth road. We know how to navigate that. But a rocky road, we don't know where the rocks are. We don't know how many there are. If what we already went over was as bad as it's going to get. But we do know when we're on a rocky road that eventually the road will get smooth again. So the turbulent times that we have in our lives very rarely, just like in a plane, just like in a car, it very rarely will completely steer us off course without being able to get back on. It very rarely will end up in a crash. And that prioritizing ourselves and moving through difficult, challenging, turbulent, chaotic times, it really comes down to trust. Do we trust ourselves enough to take care of ourselves? Do we trust ourselves enough that when those times do happen, do we trust ourselves enough that we're going to be okay? Because we have been taking care of ourselves and we know ourselves enough to know how we can treat ourselves so that we will be okay. And that kind of trust is really a lot of love. 
to love ourselves enough to take care of ourselves. Because even if it's not a personal challenge, the world is in its own turbulence. So if you can take care of yourself, the world around you won't pull you away from what you need. It won't pull you away from yourself. Loving ourselves enough to consider ourselves every day will create such a beautiful foundation that can act as a safety net on those days where the turbulence may feel a little too strong because you will have considered yourself enough that you are prepared for it. And if you're not sure when or how to consider yourself to do the things that you need, if there is a daily practice that maybe you're missing, remember that you have the answers inside of you. Just get really quiet and listen to your intuition because it will tell you exactly what you need. And maybe what you needed was to get quiet. So trust that. And thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. This really helped me to remember to keep prioritizing what I need during everything. And I hope that it helped you a little bit too. I'm going to keep the ending more short this week. Feel free to email me or message me on Instagram at treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. There's always links in the show notes, but if there's anything you'd like to share, I would love to hear from you.